Come on, everybody. Here we go. Up to Neverland. Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where we interview Disney content creators and product producers. We share Disney stories and strategies for how to grow your Disney hobby or business. Here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. With us today is someone I'm so excited to chat with, mainly because this channel and all this content that she's able to put out there has been one of my Disney fixes for a long time whenever I'm looking for that spark of magic. Um, mainly on YouTube is where I've uh, been familiar with you, but it's Victoria, who is Disney in Detail on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, DisneyInDetail.com, all kinds of content out there. Thank you so much for joining us today, Victoria. Um, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and tell somebody who's not as familiar with your work a little bit about what you guys are about at Disney in Detail. Okay, so I'm Victoria. I live in Somerset in England and I have a YouTube channel called Disney in Detail. And as you mentioned, I also have um, social media over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I have the website. So there's lots going on. And really, I started the channel. It wasn't so much for the vlogs, which is what a lot of people may have seen. It was actually to offer advice and tips for people booking their Disney trips. Because my first ever visit to Disney um, World in Orlando was in 2002, and that was before YouTube, so I had no reference whatsoever. Um, I just booked the trip and went. I had no idea what an ADR was or a first pass. I had no clue about anything, and um, I had a great time. But when I came back, um, I realized that there were so many things that would have been great if I'd have known. So that was really the motivation for starting the channel was to help anyone else who was in a similar position of organizing a trip and they'd never been before. Yeah, that's great. And one of the first questions of something that I wrote down before we started chatting actually was, do you ever sleep? Because with all of your social media, putting your YouTube videos out there and keeping up with the website, I mean, you're just pushing out massive amounts of content and it's all such a high quality and you can really see um, the effort and, and kind of intentional effort that you put into each of those. So how do you kind of manage that of, of putting all that out there? Oh, well, thank, first of all, thank you. Um, I don't sleep a whole lot, I have to say. I'm usually thinking about, you know, what's going up next, what I'm filming next. Um, I do spend a lot of time, but I absolutely love it. That's that's really why I do. If I didn't enjoy it, there would be no way that I could put the time that I do um, into it. But it's really just a case of um, asking questions. I really like to interact with um, followers and people who subscribe and ask them, you know, what content would you like to see, which videos, um, anything in particular. And then when I take my trips to Disney, I really try to film the content that people want to see. Um, so it, I, I just love it and I get so many messages from people saying um, how the content helped them plan their trip and has really, you know, enhanced their experience and that's, you know, such a reward for me knowing that other people have really taken a lot from it. So that's sort of my motivation really to, to keep going. But I do have to keep myself on a schedule and be very organized because there is a lot going on <laughs> pretty much every day. So. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, well, that's great. And I can say, you know, personally, I can attest that I don't know when it will happen, but my wife and I have 
Tokyo Disney is on our bucket list. And so we watched all of your recent vlogs from your recent trip to Tokyo. Um, and then you did the follow-up video on your advice on how to plan and, and book a trip to Tokyo. So I think that that is such a great way of doing it that you shared your experiences and then followed up and said, you know, tips and, and kind of walking people through on, on how to do that. Definitely. And I think the the one thing to take away is don't try and do it in two days. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely a case of advising people not to do that. Uh, that was just kind of how, how we had to do it. We were going there off the back of a trip to South Korea. So we only had uh, those two days in the park. So trying to get everything done was absolutely crazy, but it was really good fun. And I can highly recommend Tokyo Disney. It was a great great experience and um, one that we'd like to repeat, hopefully, if we can manage to get back there sometime. Yeah, that's great. And I know that, you know, going to Walt Disney World, a lot of things that you guys focus on are the food and just the atmosphere of it. Just do, and, and I know a lot of people will go and watch the vlogs and you share so much of that information over there. But if you could just briefly, what were your impressions of the food and just of the parks in general at Tokyo? Um, when I first got there, the the actual resort itself is so much smaller than Disney World. Um, and that's something that people never realize when you go to Disney World is just how big it is with the resorts and Disney Springs and all of the parks are really far away from each other. Um, Tokyo Disney is more compact. I believe Disneyland, um, sorry, Tokyo is like that. I think Disneyland in California is similar, that it's smaller. Um, so that was one of the first things that I noticed was so different from Disney World. And it was the Disneyland Park that we went to the first day, which is very similar to the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. So that felt very familiar to us. Um, there are obviously our differences, but the layout is very similar. They have a lot of the same attractions. So that was a good park to start with because we were very familiar um, with that. And then Disney Sea is completely unlike anything at Disney World. So that was um, very, very different and such a unique uh, park. That, that's one of the main reasons I would say to go to Tokyo Disney because it's just fantastic. And there a lot of things people ask me, you know, were there issues with language barrier and things like that. And there really weren't. The cast members were, were great and spoke enough English to um, get by. We didn't have any situations where... Um, you know, we couldn't have a conversation and we learned a few words in Japanese because we didn't want to seem rude, like, we, you know, how to say thank you and things like that. Um, but other than that, the actual experience um, did feel very similar, especially in the Disneyland park that was very much like the Magic Kingdom. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I think something it's something that seems very silly, I guess, but something that we thought was so valuable is that in a lot of the gift stores and a lot of the restaurants that they'll showcase exactly what it is that's in a container or exactly what a meal looks like beforehand so you know what you're getting yourself into. And I just thought that was a very nice touch that they do to kind of overcome that language barrier. Yes, I love that. And I think, you know, they're very geared up for um, tourists and including when you're traveling actually to Disney, um, the Disney Resort there. If you're using trains and things, it was easy to um, find all the information in English. So they're very much, you know, ready, ready and prepared for people to, you know, need those extra visual ways of seeing what you're what you're getting into, especially with the food, because there were some things that were a little unusual <laughs> that you may not necessarily be familiar with. So it was good that that was clear before you went ahead and purchased anything, except for one drink that we brought that was very strange. I thought it was iced tea and it was not. 
<laughs> um, so there's a few things there that were quite different but uh yeah they definitely are prepared for, for tourists and it's it's easy to negotiate what you're doing all the time mm-hmm. well i'm sure we could talk about tokyo all day i'm mildly obsessed with tokyo it's kind of it's at the top of my disney bucket list like i said so oh, it's amazing <laughs> so i'm sure we could do a completely separate episode just on tokyo but i want to focus now and turn it back a little bit and share your disney story so how did you develop this love and this passion for Disney and how did it evolve over time to now where you're, you know, doing Disney in detail and kind of in it every single day? Uh, so I always wanted to go to Disney World. I never visited as a child. So I went in 2002 and that was my first ever trip. And as I was saying earlier, I had no clue what was going on. And actually on that trip, we went for two weeks and people never believe this. We only did two days at Disney. We did one day in the Magic Kingdom and one at Hollywood Studios. And that was it. And unfortunately, the day in the Magic Kingdom, it poured with rain from the minute we got there <laughs> until we left. Um, so it wasn't the best experience. So that first experience of Disney actually wasn't all that it could have been, let's say. Um, Then I went back in 2004. um, And again, I only did two days at Disney, which again was another day in the Magic Kingdom and at Hollywood, uh, sorry, Epcot the second time. So from there, I think doing Epcot, because that is my favorite park, I absolutely love it. That really made me think, you know, next time I come here, I'm going to want to spend more time at Disney as opposed to Universal. So Um, I then went back in 2005 and again, the next one was 2008 and spent a lot more time at Disney. Um, I then went to Animal Kingdom and absolutely loved that as well. So by this point, I seriously had, you know, the bug for Disney. I just wanted to go back as often as possible. And I would go, I think at that point I was going maybe every other year. It then kind of went to, to most years and I met Ian in 2010 and we took our first trip together in 2011 and I would say that that was the trip that I really researched in detail because I wanted Ian to experience it and to love going there as well so I really um, researched everything it was the first time we stayed actually on Disney property we stayed at Saratoga Springs and we had the dining plan and there's obviously a lot of research involved there so I think that's really where I sort of solidified my love for Disney that trip and we then took our honeymoon there in 2013 and really from there um, that's when I started to think about you know wanting to do something where I could offer some advice just from the experiences that I'd had mistakes I'd made with planning and things like that and um, I decided that YouTube was the the way to go I do obviously have the blog but writing isn't my strong suit I'm better at video than writing so Um, I decided to go with YouTube and really it was um, supposed to be just information videos. The first one I did, I think, was a magic band video, kind of all about those and how they work and a flight review. So it was supposed to be things like that, really, rather than the vlogs. That's how it it started. Um, But yeah, that was that was how it just kind of grew and grew. I did more and more trips. And, you know, now I just absolutely love Disney. If I'm not there, I'm thinking about being there. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, something that you mentioned is a great segue for something that I wanted to chat about in that in so many of the vlogs and something that I've noticed is that Ian is just as much into it as you are, that that he loves the trips, that he loves Disney um, and, and all the experiences and memories that it has to offer. So how did that take place on that first trip? Did it click for him as well? Or did that take some convincing or time? Or or how did it become such a big part of your relationship now? 
Um, I think, well, I've been told, uh, because several of my friends have been to Disney Disney with me as well, I think it just rubs off on them. So anyone who takes a trip with me instantly becomes obsessed. So I think that happened with Ian. Um, it happened with my friend Kate and with my friend Becky. And, you know, everybody, I think they just take a trip and I'm so excited about it. I think they, and I build it up so much once they get there. It's just, you know, that's it. They're, they love it. But Ian does love going as well. And you know, he is a bit more into the rides than I am. I am a bit of a wimp. I don't really like roller coasters and things like that, but he loves all of that. So we both have kind of different aspects about it that we we love, but we really enjoy our trips together. Mm-hmm. So something else that you mentioned was that you never intended for vlogging to be part of the channel. And so was that just in response to people asking for that? Or what was it that kicked it off that you decided on one of your trips to pull out the camera and start videoing inside the parks and sharing your experiences using that way? Uh, Well, I'd uploaded my first few videos and I was taking a trip with my friend Kate in April 2016. And I watched a couple of Disney vloggers back back then, um, Tim Tracker, obviously, I think everybody watches, watches Tim. And um, I thought this is, you know, a really great way to look back on your trips, because that's one thing even now I think to myself, how great would it be if I had vlogs from 2002, my very first trip? And I just thought it'd be a good way for me to remember them more than anything. So I vlogged that trip with my friend. And um, from there, I uploaded those videos and people started commenting and saying they really enjoyed it. And from there, it just kind of snowballed and and people love the vlogs that seems to be the you know one of the most popular things on the channel and the more and more I was doing the vlogs I actually started enjoying filming them and now I, I can't imagine going to Disney without vlogging it's it's something I really love love to do so yeah it's great and, and it's become a huge part of the channel probably the biggest part now mm-hmm And I think for anybody who, because I think a lot of our listeners are in a similar boat where they're trying to grow their social media or trying to reach more people and share the great content that they're putting out there. Do you have any advice on that balancing act of creating content that you really enjoy and and that you're comfortable with and balancing that with what your followers are asking for? Um, You know, is there any struggle there when you're trying to decide what's the next piece of content that you're going to work on? There definitely can be. And I would say more when I started the channel, you're so keen to be making content that people want to see. Um, You can kind of lose sight of it a little bit and end up making content that you don't enjoy making. And that really comes across. Um, Sometimes I have seen videos and, you know, it, it is a little bit obvious that perhaps the person's not 100% comfortable with making those types of videos and or with vlogging or whatever it might be and it's really important I think to just be yourself and make the kind of content that you want to because you know people will find you if you put, put your content out there people will find it and connect with it and you know, it's tempting to do what other people are doing. And there's nothing wrong with taking inspiration from other vloggers or other, you know, people on Instagram, but definitely, you know, staying true to what you want to do and being yourself is is so important, especially in vlogging, because I think it really does come across if, if people aren't being themselves and you're perhaps vlogging in a style that you think you should be or that people might want to see but you really just have to do your own thing and um then you'll enjoy it as well so so it's really important yeah absolutely i think that's wonderful advice and so i think we've covered some really good topics and so the next segment that we'll jump into is our lightning round so i'll just throw out some disney topics and if you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind and so our listeners can get to know your disney fandom a little bit better 
Okay, perfect. All right, so the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. Okay, I've been to Walt Disney World and Tokyo Disney. So I've always found it interesting that you've not been to Disneyland Paris. And so I know that a lot of UK visitors go there. Is there, you know, why have you not been able to get down to Paris yet? That is my number one most asked question. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody asks that. And and I actually don't really have an answer for it. Um, A lot of my friends have been. Ian has been. Uh, I just, I don't know why. I think a few times I've priced up a trip to um, Disneyland Paris and then I look at how much it would cost me to go to Florida and there can be such good deals out there that often it's not that much different and I think oh you know I know I'm going to get the weather in Florida I love it and so I, I do tend to kind of gravitate towards that but I'm definitely planning a trip to Paris I have so many people asking now and I'm in I'm intrigued to go there myself obviously and and do as many of the parks as I can so I will definitely be going to to Disneyland Paris with it being so close you know yeah. I, I have to yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome and I feel like it's a good time to go and it seems like Disneyland Paris is getting a lot more interest now it seems like the park has come into its own a little bit kind of solidified its identity went through its struggles in the past 10 or so years but i think i think it seems like it's really a great park now and and has a lot to offer definitely yeah so of the parks that you have visited which one is your favorite and why uh disney world definitely it's it just feels like home to me and my favorite park is definitely epcot um I think from that very first visit, um, that really was the thing that kind of kicked off my love for Disney. And I feel like I could wander the world showcase every single afternoon and never get bored of it if I could. Uh, so definitely um, Epcot and Disney World in general. So for anybody who's answered Epcot on the show, we've asked the follow up question is, do you have a favorite festival in Epcot? Yes, um, I like the Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, The reason being, I prefer the food booths, actually, that they have over food and wine. And I tend to find it's not as crowded um, if you are wanting to to go around to the food and and drink booths. Um, Sometimes food and wine can be very crazy, especially um, evenings and weekends. And I just find Flower and Garden a little bit more relaxing. So that'd be my favorite. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you said. I'm always a little hesitant to share that because it seems like Flower and Garden is kind of a little bit of a secret that they don't have the crowds as much and as food and wine, but it is a wonderful festival, I think, that has so much to offer. Yeah, I'm hoping it stays that way, that it stays <laughs> quiet. <laughs> Perfect. So you might have ticked one off your list already, but the next question is your Disney bucket list trip. Okay. Um, ultimately, I want to do all of the the parks in the world, definitely. But I think my next um, trip that I'm really keen to do, other than Disneyland Paris, is to do a Disney cruise. Um, I know people who have done them and, and really say great things. Ian is not a huge fan of cruises, so I might do that with one of my friends. But uh, that's definitely something I want to do soon. Perfect. Any specific destinations? Would you want to stay in the Mediterranean or go to the Caribbean? The- <laughs> I don't know. I, all I know is that I would combine it with a Disney World trip. Uh, but apart from that, I haven't really looked into it much yet. But I definitely um, just want to experience um, a Disney cruise. Again, cruises in general is not something that I particularly think about. But Disney cruises are obviously going to be amazing. So, mm-hmm. Perfect. So next one would be your favorite Disney resort. Oh, okay. Um, 
My favorite has to be the Polynesian. Uh, I don't stay there very often because it is pricey. Um, I have stayed there once and absolutely loved it. Um, in terms of what I would say are more realistic resorts, um, I do love Pop Century, actually, since they've had a refurbishment of the rooms. Um, that's a, a really great resort. I do love it there. Mm -hmm. And their own dedicated bus line is a, is a great added perk as well. Yes, definitely. And it's it's crazy. Polynesian is my favorite resort as well. And I find myself, you know, in a similar boat that it's not as financially accessible as many of the others. But it seems like every single one of my trips, whether we're staying there or not, somehow we end up at the Polynesian, whether it's to eat there or to go to Trader Sam's or just to walk through the lobby and get the smell. It seems Absolutely. Like it's just an amazing resort. Yeah, and it's so close to the Magic Kingdom. So if you're in the park and you're exhausted and it's too hot, but you don't want to leave for the day, the Polynesian is perfect just to, you know, go and take a break and then head back into the Magic Kingdom. So we're the same. We end up there every single trip without mm -hmm. fail. Yeah. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction? Uh, Haunted Mansion is my favorite attraction um, without question. In terms of rides, I have to say Flight of Passage is my favorite, but attraction wise, definitely Haunted Mansion. So Flight of Passage, I know, like you mentioned, you're a little bit of a wimp when it comes to ride. Were you nervous about Flight of Passage or, or just hearing the reviews of other people? Did you just know that you had to get on it? Um, no, I wasn't really nervous for that one. For me, the thing I'm nervous about are kind of bigger roller coasters. So the kind of things you find at, at Universal, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not keen on anything that drops. So Tower of Terror, not a huge fan <laughs> of that. Um, but 3D kind of rides, I'm I'm fine. And I'd heard great things about it. And I was just blown away. It's it's absolutely amazing. Even though the line is always horrible, it's worth it. It's It's a great ride. Yeah, for sure. So next would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack? I would have to say Dole Whip, I think. That's the one thing I always um, do get every single trip. So is it Dole Whip float or just the Dole Whip soft serve? I always go for the Dole Whip float. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Next would be your favorite restaurant? Ohana. Without question. I love Ohana. Again, it's at the Polynesian. So just another reason to go there, but absolutely love it there. So my family, we're actually going to Disney World for Christmas this year. My sister-in-law is a cast member. So we're going down there to visit her for the holidays. Um, and we somehow, luckily, even well within the 180 day mark, grabbed an Ohana reservations for the day after Christmas. So I could not be more excited for that. Wow. That, that it is hard to get a reservation there. You do have to be quick. Um, I've actually, I'm going back to Disney in three weeks and um, my friend Kate and I have two reservations there currently. <laughs> so I think we're probably going to go twice because we love it that much. It is great. Do you do normally breakfast or the dinner? Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. So next would be your favorite Disney movie. This one is so difficult because they're so close. I think I have to say Little Mermaid if I absolutely had to say, but Aladdin is so close that it's almost too close to call. But Little Mermaid, if I had to say one or the other. And what have you watched the trailer for the new live action Aladdin? Yes, I have. I'm very excited. People are very divided on live action remakes. Um, and I, I felt the same. 
Um, I'm one of those people who I don't like anything being messed with. So when I heard Starbucks was coming into the parks, I was kind of, you know, what's that about? Don't like that. Um, and now I love it. And I was the same with the the movies. I was thinking, oh, not sure. But the live action remake of Cinderella, I absolutely love. I've watched that so many times and I am completely on board with the, the live remake. So I'm very excited for the Aladdin one. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I was a little bit hesitant, but I guess Alice in Wonderland was one of the first ones. I really enjoyed that uh, live action remake. I know that is not as highly reviewed. Um, but then I thought The Jungle Book was amazing and Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. So I'm excited for all of those that they're going to release in a, a live action format. Definitely. And I think, you know, people just don't like change and they maybe think it's something they, they shouldn't be doing. But to me, if the movies are great, which they are, then it can only be a good thing. Yeah. The only one that I did not enjoy was... Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass. The second one was not as good, but I could give him a pass because I liked the first one. <laughs> yeah, it was a little strange. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I did think that. Yeah, I think uh, Johnny Depp maybe just got a little bit too much liberty and went a little too crazy in that movie. Yes, I think I think <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> Perfect. So next one would be your favorite song. Under the sea. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. It's just a, a feel-good song. I love that. Perfect choice. Next would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies. Uh, I would have to say um, Have Courage and Be Kind from Cinderella. I think that's a, a good thing to live by. Yeah, that's a great one. And last one of the lightning round would be your favorite Disney memory. So my favorite Disney memory would have to be... Um, seeing our friends get engaged at Disney World in Magic Kingdom and it was in front of the castle but it was also my birthday and it was also when we were on our honeymoon so it was just a an amazing day and we filmed it for them and took photos and they then went on to get married at Disney World um I was made of honor for her so yeah that was that was my best Disney memory for sure that's awesome where on property did they get married at the Grand Floridian oh that's yeah that's awesome it was amazing. Amazing day. Yeah. Well, great. Well, that will conclude the lightning round. And so our last question is something that we ask all of our guests. And it's if you have a piece of parting guidance or advice to someone who they have this passion or this love for Disney, and they're just looking for the right way to express themselves, whether it's starting an apparel shop, whether it's starting a YouTube channel or a podcast, whatever it might be. Do you have any advice to that person? Yeah, I would say that the main thing is have patience. It's very easy, especially with the amount of people who are now on Instagram, um, who have Etsy shops, who are vlogging um, to do with Disney. It's You can feel very lost in, in such a big world out there of those things and it's easy to you know feel like you're invisible and nobody's watching and you know nobody's interested but keep going and you know do your own thing, have your own style and you know draw inspiration from other people but don't feel tempted to copy what anyone else is doing but just really have that patience because it does take time but but people will will find you and appreciate the content or whatever it is that you're doing that's wonderful advice and I think that's something that even I'm guilty of is I think a lot of times you can get caught up in trying to chase followers um and I actually kind of had a 
realization with myself within the past week is that if I'm spending all my time trying to reach all these new people, I'm somewhat neglecting the people who are already listening to the podcast or I'm already connected with on Instagram, that those are the people that I need to cultivate those relationships uh, and really, you know, embrace those people instead of chasing people that, that, like you said, if you're putting good stuff out there, that's how people are going to find you. Definitely. And, um, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. And the, the, the advice comes from, you know, the voice of experience. I've done that where I'm constantly comparing myself to other people and, you know, they have this many subscribers and I don't and, you know, all this kind of thing. And it really is, you know, not the best use of time. You really just need to, like you said, focus on the people who are already there, who are commenting and subscribing and, and liking what you're doing. And, you know, they tell other people and people will will find you and find your content. Just really focus on what you're doing and try to not pay too much attention to comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Well, Victoria, I thank you so much for joining us today. I think you shared so much great advice, so much wisdom. Um, and I thank you so much for sharing some of your Disney story. I'm always love hearing those. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners before we head off? Um, I guess have courage and be kind. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I could have said it better myself. So to our <laughs> listeners, if you're not already, I highly suggest connecting with Victoria. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, um, and YouTube at Disney in Detail, also DisneyInDetail.com. Uh, like I said, I've been following your YouTube videos for such a long time, and I find them so much. I there's I find so much value in them, um, and it shares some of that magic whenever I'm missing uh, the parks that we all love so much. So thank you so much for doing what you do, and thank you so much for joining us today and chatting. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure to subscribe to never miss the new episodes on Mondays, Tuesday, and Thursday. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review and share the show with your friends to help spread the magic. Connect with us on Instagram at detourtoneverland underscore podcast or at detourtoneverland.com.